Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent wanting to kick a refugee out on the streets. But first, a story from Epoos, please. Parents accused me of ruining Christmas every year, now wonder why I hate Christmas. One of my parents' many deep wounds is because that they grew up poor, they never got the magical sort of hallmark kind of Christmas they saw growing up on TV. Fair. But unfortunately for my brother and I, who were raised upper middle class, that meant that our Christmases were more elaborate, vicarious wish-fulfillment role-playing scenes than they were a holiday while I was growing up. Christmas had to be this perfect event, filmed and documented ad nauseum. We spent just as much of the evening before and the morning of posing for forced family photos as we did anything else. There was more yelling and screaming that things go exactly as planned than those photos suggested, but back then I thought that was normal. The big sticking point every year was naturally the most vapid and consumerist part of the whole event, the presents. For context, I've always had one true passion my whole life. I've been drawing, sculpting, painting, and sewing since I was a very young kid. I work professionally full-time as an artist now. I still have my first sketchbook from when I was 5 years old, full of drawings of me trying to replicate the anime characters I watched on TV. And I never had enough supplies. I was always running out. As I got older especially, I was desperate for more advanced and expensive tools like resin casting and drawing tablets. My point being, there were clear and obvious choices for presents. I put almost nothing but art supplies and maybe a DS or a specific book on the Christmas list my mom asked for us to make for her every year. Only, my mom had a very interesting gift-giving habit. Despite asking for Christmas lists, my mom would often only get one, maybe two things on them. She wanted the day to be a surprise, so she often just bought whatever she wanted. And when it came to buying gifts for me, her daughter, that often meant buying things she wanted. Things she would have liked when she was my age. Again, trying to vicariously get the childhood she wanted. Not only that, but my mom wanted to buy me things that she felt looked impressive to share online, and art supplies wasn't impressive to her. So she'd get me expensive jewelry and clothing, weird gadgets, extremely overpriced bathroom products for some reason, and then maybe a few cheap art tools or materials. Which, you know, is fine, I wasn't a greedy kid, and I appreciate the thought of course, I didn't complain. But a polite thank you so much and a smile wasn't enough of a reaction for my parents. I guess I wasn't a very good actor and they could tell when I wasn't being genuine about liking something. They'd start interrogating me immediately. Don't lie, why don't you like it, what's wrong with it, I thought you'd like it. And then, feeling backed into a corner, I'd be honest with them that I don't really like what they got me even though I appreciate the thought. That always led into, do you know how much I paid for that? I would have killed to get something that nice for Christmas. You're so spoiled. 
We grew up dirt poor and you don't know what it's like not to get a Christmas at all, etc. I would end up feeling so guilty and ungrateful by the end of it, often locking myself in the bathroom or going into my room to cry after, which, like it was tradition, would prompt my dad to say to me every year, You ruined Christmas. Christmas to this day has become an unbelievably stressful time of year for me. I can't look through photos of particularly bad years without crying still. In my mid-teens, I developed what was basically a nervous reaction where I'd be holding back tears and fighting to keep myself calm from the dread and anxiety of just having to open presents. That made it worse because whether I liked what they got me or not, they interpreted it as me being difficult and snobby. So I'd get guaranteed yelled at and berated for hours afterwards. Christmas became nightmare ordeals, prompting some of the worst fights I've ever had with my parents. Not really much to do with the gifts themselves, and more so how I was never happy ever and how it was ruining the whole family. This was particularly embarrassing when it happened in front of my extended family over the holiday. I got a reputation in the whole family for being a bratty teenage girl because my parents would talk crap to them after the fight was over. It was degrading and humiliating. When I was 13, that was the first year I asked them to just not get presents at all for me. That I just wanted to enjoy the time with my family. That that's what really mattered to me. I was thrown through a loop at the time when telling them this. Somehow it made them angrier at me. They always brought up money, how I wasn't appreciative of how much I have compared to when they were growing up, so I thought this was the obvious solution. I thought the problem was I had too much obviously and needed less. They accused me of not wanting to participate in Christmas at all, even though I still wanted to celebrate the holiday with them. That made everything even worse that year when Christmas did happen. Every single year I begged them to just not buy me anything, that I was fine. That never worked and it was like we were all cursed to relive the same dramatic fight over and over again come December without fail. They did the same thing to my brother, accused him of being ungrateful and spoiled, but he was always better at keeping his feelings on the inside. He didn't understand why I couldn't just stonewall it like he could. I felt so crappy about how every year, no matter how hard I tried, I'd crack and start crying. I'm now an adult, of course. I don't live with them anymore. I've asked them several times if they really even want me to come down and be there when they'll have a better time with just my brother. I tell them I can come down and see them every other day of the year, but as I ruin Christmas without fail, I shouldn't be there on the day itself for everyone's sake. They get offended by the idea, so I end up coming down. They're utterly befuddled as to why I despise Christmas as much as I do when it's such a happy time of the year. I started telling them it's because I have a strong distaste for the consumerist aspect of it, which is true, but obviously it also very much has to do with the association of shame, guilt, and humiliation. That seemed to have been the magic key though, because this year, finally they agreed to not get me any presents. We compromised by them helping me get some new equipment for work, which was very generous of them, and I very much appreciate it. I love my fancy new work computer that can handle all my work applications much better than my old one. This last Christmas went pretty well because of that. They complained the whole time and acted like it was such a shame I didn't have anything to open on Christmas Day, but I felt much more at ease. I just kept reminding them how much I love my work computer. I feel like a weight has been lifted and that Christmases will be so much easier to manage now that presents aren't in the equation. 
Still though, they know I have nothing but negative feelings towards it and that I refuse to celebrate it with any of the partners I've had since the last thing I want is for us to bring that nightmare holiday into my relationship. Would you guys agree with me that it doesn't have to be right now, but at some point OP should just come clean to their parents and their family about exactly what it is they experienced while growing up that makes them feel so off-put about Christmas? Do you guys think it would ever get through to these parents considering how they've been this whole time? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below as well. Our next story is from Madly Angry. Entitled Mom Cuts Off My Education For An Absurd Reason Entitled Mother, 45, cut off my education because I wasn't able to finish an art she asked me to do the night before. I'm 17 years old and I'm in high school. It's final season and naturally I'm very busy as I'm a stereotypical, it's Asian, not Bijan. I also do digital art. Last night, my mom messaged me when I was finishing a project asking me to draw her boss for free. I let her know that I'll try because I have quizzes, a class, and a recitation the next day, today. Our recitation got moved to the afternoon, but I was still busy because I was doing my duties as the math class secretary. Afternoon came and we had class, a short quiz, and a recitation. While I was waiting for my turn to recite, I was already drawing my mom's boss. After class, I was rushing to finish coloring it. She woke up at 4pm, her shift starts at 6pm, she has to travel for 2 hours and asked if I'd already finished. I said I hadn't, and she threw a temper tantrum. She said that I'm lazy. I'm a straight-A student, only child, and I do the chores every day. She told me that I only want to draw when I want to. Yes, it's called a hobby, and I'm not even getting paid for this. Plus, I mostly draw for art-related projects. She kept shouting at them repeatedly at me, sometimes even calling me useless. I told her that art is not easy to do. And I'm not even getting paid for it, so it's really wasting my productivity time as well. She said that if I have to be paid just for drawing, then I should just pay for my own education. Now she cut off my education. Out of frustration, I told her this, but in Tagalog, Are you kidding me? What do you think I am? I'm a student and it's final season. Naturally, I have a lot of things to do. I'm not joking when I said that drawing is not as easy as you think. Try it. You know what your problem is? You always want to prioritize you over everything else. You are so entitled. So yeah, I think I just secured myself a homeless life in a third world country. Do I regret it? A bit. But it felt good to rub it in her face that the one she'll financially depend on for the rest of her life has finally lost respect for her. I just couldn't imagine having that level of expectation being placed upon my shoulders not only expected to not just do well in school but to excel in school chores free hobby work i love my free time i love my personal time i just couldn't imagine ever surviving running a schedule where almost every waking hour is spent doing stuff that's never just for me imagine never being able to just turn off your brain and enjoying an afternoon because those expectations are just placed upon you especially at 17 years old. This next story is from OreoBot299. Homophobic entitled mom tries stealing my water bottle. It's not surprising to me that this happened. I live in a red state, and the part of my town that I live in is overwhelmingly upper-middle-class conservatives, the kinds of people who had Trump 2020 signs in their yards in March of 2021. 
you get the type. Now, I'm a fairly active person, I'm at the gym regularly, and I've never encountered anything like this. I'm also openly queer, and the water bottle that I bring to the gym shows that. It has several stickers on it, most of them bought off of Etsy or things that people have given me over the years. Mostly important for this story, I have a sticker that says trans rights on it that I bought when I came out a year and a half ago. Now, my gym routine is simple, but part of it involves entering into these hallways that my gym has where people work on mats and do bodyweight exercises. I do my routine, and I'm about to leave when I hear that all-too-familiar ahem from behind me. Now, the hallway I'm in connects to the stairs, so I assume she came up them without me seeing. She's your stereotypical Karen with obviously dyed blonde hair and a kid in tow. This is unusual. Like most gyms, the gym I attend doesn't let kids use the equipment until a certain age. For hours, it's 11 to use and 14 unsupervised and the kid can't be more than eight. However, there's a classroom on this floor that teaches kids as well as adults, so I figured he's here for a class. She's wearing a shirt that says, No Way Vacay, which has nothing to do with the story, but I thought it was funny. I'm mostly confused as to why she's talking to me, to be honest. I turn to look at her, and the following conversation ensues. I say, can I help you? She says, this is a family place, and I think you should keep that at home. I say, what? She rolls her eyes and says, don't play dumb. That, she points in my water bottle, is unacceptable. I say, what? It's worth noting at this point that although I'm publicly out and use they, them pronouns everywhere I go, I still present really feminine. In most cases, unless I introduce myself with my pronouns, people just assume I'm a really enthusiastic ally. There's many reasons for this, but most of them stem from my own insecurities about my physical appearance, so I won't get into them here. Karen says, you're not even old enough to know if you're gay or not. Talk to me when you're an adult. And with that, she leaves. I thought that was the end of it, and I would leave with a funny story to tell my parents when I got home. But I was so very wrong. Also worth noting before I get into the juicy part is that my 18th birthday is in less than two weeks. I'm almost legally an adult, so I would definitely class myself as old enough to know. I'm pretty young, but I'm not like a preteen still figuring out my sexuality and gender out. I'm sure about it. Anyways, after she leaves, I leave my stuff behind to go grab a wipe to clean my mat so I can put it back. Given the title of the post, I'm sure you can see where this is going. I get back to my mat, and my water bottle is gone. I panic, obviously homophobia or transphobia I can deal with. It says more about them than it says about me, but I have pretty severe anxiety, and having my stuff touched, moved, taken, or basically changed in any way is a huge no-no for me. I put up my mat, grab the rest of my stuff, and head to find a staff member. I walk back into the weight room, and I spot her immediately, and she's holding my water bottle. She's standing next to her husband, who's yelling something at the worker that sounds along the lines of, My son should be able to use the machines. Age restrictions for safety reasons be darned. Don't you know who I am? Yada yada. I walk over and tap Karen on the shoulder. She spins around and looks very smug to see me. I say, give me my water bottle back. It's my property. Karen says, you shouldn't have these things around my children. We're a Christian family. And God says, 
I cut him off and say, my mom's a priest, ma'am. I know a fair bit about what God says, and I don't think he would approve of stealing. Karen says, and what does she say about these things you've plastered on your belongings? I say, she bought me some of them. I need you to give me my water bottle back. By now, the staff member that Ken was yelling at has noticed me. The staff member says, what's the problem here, ladies? I say, she stole my water bottle and I want it back. It's mine. Now, most of the gym staff have a vague idea of who I am. They don't know me by name or anything, but I, my dad, and his parents are all regulars at this gym. They do, however, still treat me as female. Eh, what you gonna do? I'm leaving for college in two months, so... The staff member says, ma'am, you'll need to give back her things. Karen looks pissed, but she doesn't actually object. She shoves the water bottle at me and walks off, leaving her husband and son to trail after her. I'm pretty visibly shaken. I hate confrontation, and I hate people taking my stuff even more. The worker gives me a brief, are you okay? And I say that I'm fine, just shaken. He nods and walks off to do his job. I leave the gym, pretty much too shaken to finish my workout, and tell my parents about it when I get home. It's already one thing for the Karen to have non-inclusive thoughts here. Personally, I think just that alone is enough to put a bad taste in my mouth, but the utter disrespect beyond that personally, I think they deserve to have their can-go-outside-and-interact-with-the-common-public card revoked. Our next story is from Cthulhu Wizard, entitled Dad Demands I Hold a Kitten Aside for Him. This happened a few years ago, but it still upsets me when it crosses my mind and is part of the reason behind why I have huge social anxiety. So I used to volunteer for an animal rescue center and they have these small stores around the state that allows people to play with kittens, but you can also adopt kittens and purchase merchandise for pets. One shift I had was an afternoon shift and I was working alone. Not many people came by as the store closed late, so I would play with the kittens, give them their dinner, and clean up the store. Just before I closed, I had a father, entitled Dad, and son walk in wanting to adopt a kitten for their mother for their birthday. I gave him some info on the cat and told him how much it would be to adopt her. He then told me he didn't want to pick her up today, he would like to pick her up in two days' time. Now, our policy in the store and at the main shelter is that we cannot hold any animal aside for anyone, even if they promise to return and pick them up. I told Entitled Dad this, and he responds telling me, it'll be fine, he'll be back to collect her, and asked if I can just take down the kitten's info sheet so no one else would adopt her before he came back. After repeating to him that we cannot hold cats for anyone, I just took down the info, just so he would leave as I had to close. Entitled Dad returns two days later with his wife and both kids in tow, and I happened to be working as they needed someone on shift as someone called in sick. Entitled Dad walks up to me and says he's here to pick up the kitten. I let him know that the kitten had been adopted the day before and apologize. He then raises his voice and tells me that it was his cat and that he saw me take the info down. I reply, reminding him of our policy, and apologize again. He starts to yell at me, the kids start crying, and the wife's now decided that she needs to put her two cents in. She says, look what you did, you made my kids cry. I said, I'm sorry, but we can't hold animals for anyone. She says, why would you make a promise you can't keep? 
Admittedly, I did get a bit heated, as it really grinds me when people blame me for something I didn't do. I'm also autistic and have never dealt with entitled people before. So, and I feel really horrible about this, I yelled back at her, telling her I didn't promise her kids crap. Entitled mother then goes off for swearing at her kids, for which I ignore, as I had felt bad immediately after yelling. An entitled dad asks for my manager's number. We don't have a manager to contact, so I gave them the number for the woman who was in charge of our shifts and the store's kittens and merchandise. Entitled Dad had given her a call, shouting at her on the phone and demanding that I'm fired. I didn't hear much after that as I'd taken myself into the back of the store to calm myself down. The guy I was working with looked shocked himself over what had happened and made sure I was okay. I ended up leaving work early and then leaving the position as I was now terrified to go back. I was terrified those people would return and harass me again. I was terrified to leave the house to go shopping for a little while after as well, but I'm doing a lot on my own again. Again, I might have made it worse when I yelled. I feel really terrible about it and I would apologize to the kids if I could. They shouldn't have had to have seen what happened. Personally, I think OP just has an abundance of caution. I think any normal person can see right through this couple. I just hope for OP's sake that they can move past this because they don't deserve to feel trapped in their house. They deserve to feel like they can go out and experience the world and go shopping if need be. And our final story of the day is from 13-year-old girl. Entitled parents want me to kick out refugees. Ukraine, 2022. Me, 29-year-old male. My girlfriend of 5 years, 29-year-old female girlfriend's entitled dad, entitled mom, and even grandma at some point, girlfriend's friend Z, 33-year-old female, and Z's mom. As some of you may know, we are at war since the 24th of February. I live in a rather big house in the western part of the country, which is relatively peaceful. We've only had one rocket hit so far. Girlfriend and all other characters are living in Kiev, the capital. We all realized that the war will happen, and my girlfriend wanted to get out of the capital into my hometown. I bought her a train ticket on the 23rd of February, so she left the city a few hours before bombings begun. Later, we were watching the fights on the streets in the neighborhood where she and her parents live. Also, the rocket was shot in the air, and debris fell on the house just a few blocks away from girlfriend's house. Well, I took her out of there just in time. On the second day here, my girlfriend asks if she can invite her friend Z and her mom, and a cat, to stay in my house as they were fleeing from Kiev. I have plenty of room, so of course I agreed. They arrived on the third day. Entitled Dad and Entitled Mom stayed in the city. A few days later, Entitled Dad starts to ask girlfriend what Z's doing in my house, and says that she should be careful because women are insidious and Z's going to steal me from her, and it's all because we're not officially married. We were pretty pissed by this BS because our relationships are serious, lasting five years. I never cheated, never gave a reason to worry that I will cheat. I don't even really like Z as a woman, or even as a person, and it's none of their business why I didn't propose yet, but whatever, we brushed it off, though we were stressed because of the war. Another two or three days pass, I know that from time to time, girlfriend has these conversations about Z and me. At some point, girlfriend says, Entitled Dad wants to talk with you in private. So he calls me and it goes like this. He says, hey OP. I say, hey. 
He says, where are the girls? What are they doing? Can they hear us? Red flags, red flags. I say, no, they can't. What's up? He says, look, I know you're a good fella and you want to help everyone. Yeah, thanks for that. But I want you to find Z and her mom another house to live. I say, why? He says, well, me and Entitled Mom made this decision and yeah, if you want to keep a contact and good relationships with us, you'll do as we say. Otherwise, we're going to speak to girlfriend about breaking up with you. I'm stunned. There's around 2 million residents in my region, and as the war begun, we had over a million refugees. It's almost impossible to find a place to live right now, and he knows it darn well. Because his colleague left Kiev with his elderly mother, wife, and six-year-old daughter, and they were sleeping in a car for a few days at freezing temperatures outside, because there was no place for them to stay. I say, no, I'm not going to kick anybody out of my house. Entitled Dad says, okay, bye. I told girlfriend about this decision and she's furious, but they insist that I'll leave her for Z. Entitled Mother says that my girlfriend is a call girl for me. I called her and there she is. Yeah, never mind, I saved your daughter from tanks and rockets. Ungrateful jerks. The next day, Entitled Mother calls girlfriend and says, Hey, there's a way to evacuate to Germany and stay there. Entitled Dad has already arranged everything. Andre, a colleague who slept in a car, is going to Germany and they have a free seat in a car. What do you say? Girlfriend's crying. She's in a panic, scared. She wants to flee, but she doesn't want to leave me. I, on the other hand, want her to be safe, so I don't mind her leaving. But I have a very strong suspicion that all this evacuation is BS. Girlfriend agrees to leave, calls parents, and asks about when Andre is going to pick her up and where exactly she'll stay. Entitled Dad will call him and we'll let you know. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. As for a place to stay, we don't know yet. Entitled Dad's going to call someone in Germany. That's the great plan. It's a Swiss freaking watch. For an hour or so, girlfriend's sitting there, nervous, waiting for the call from parents, checking the phone constantly. And to spice things up, every few minutes Entitled Mother sends her freaking memes via Viber. When we calmed down a bit, we gave it a thought and started to ask questions. How exactly Entitled Dad thinks Andre's going to bring his family to Germany? If males 18 to 60 are not allowed to cross the border and no one else is driving? How two young women with a small kid and only a grandma are going to cross Slovakia without transport and get to Germany? What does it mean everything is set in Germany if only now you're making calls? Tired of waiting, girlfriend calls Andre himself. Girlfriend says, hey, it's girlfriend. Where are you going to pick me up? Andre says, pick you up? She says, entitled dad said you're going to Germany and you have a free seat. Andre says, oh, that was kind of the sort of plan if things really messed up. I was going to give my family a ride to a border and they'll somehow get to Germany and I'm going back to fight. But we found a house 25 minutes from you. We're safe and warm, we're not going anywhere. So girlfriend calls Entitled Dad and asks what is the god darn plan? Why he wants to get her away from people who love her and care about her, just to send her into a refugee shelter alone with just a backpack. And why wouldn't he evacuate himself or at least Entitled Mother, even though they almost could see Russian troops out their window? No answer except for, He'll cheat on you with Z. The next day, they called girlfriend and apologized for this show they made, saying, We panicked. 
Yeah, we panicked and decided to separate you from your boyfriend right the next day he refused to obey our decisions. What a coincidence. A month passed, girlfriend keeps in touch with her parents and grandma, even though she says, I'm looking at them as they're different people after what they did. From time to time, the parents are talking crap about me. Grandma also thinks that since we're not married, I'm going to cheat with every girl I see. A few weeks ago, girlfriend went back to Kiev for a few days as she had some unfinished business there. Of course, she visited her parents and when she openly confronted Entitled Dad about what he said about Z, this worm said that he never said that I should kick someone out and there was no ultimatum, kick out Z or we won't contact anymore. It was just my decision to break contact with them. Also, both Entitled Dad and Entitled Mom are mad about Z for staying at my place for so long, since it's already safe to go back in Kiev. Even though the day before they said that, a rocket hit a building four kilometers away from their house. While in Kiev, girlfriend visits her grandma, Entitled Grandma. It was fine at first, but at some point, the Entitled Grandma says, Do you have a picture of Z? Can I see it? Girlfriend says, Why? She says, Just curious. You've been friends for so many years, 20 or so. I'm curious how she looks. Girlfriend shows her a photo, and she says, She has long hair. Girlfriend says, She does. Entitled grandma says, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's taller, right? Girlfriend says, Yes, why? The grandma says, Nothing, it's just, they say, men prefer taller girls, haha. Girlfriend doesn't say anything, and the grandma says, Don't worry, you're prettier. At this point, even Entitled Mother is shocked. My girlfriend was just compared to another girl like some piece of meat, and judging by tone, comparison was not in her favor. How messed up in the head do you have to be to say something like that? Well, this story has no end as for now. Girlfriend keeps in touch with her parents and grandma. They still try to convince her that I'm a cheating jerk, but now it's just once in a while and can easily be stopped. I've learned some other sick things about Entitled Dad, but it's not relevant to the story and it's already too long. I'm no expert here, but it sounds like these people are really stuck in old traditions or beliefs. I just think it would be crushing to be in either OP or the girlfriend's shoes. Being committed to somebody for 5 years and just being labeled a cheater like that, trying to get extorted with horrendous ultimatums like that, throwing your friend out to the mess of the war and refugee shelters? To me it feels like the girlfriend's parents and maybe even the grandma might not have a real heart. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. With that said though, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.